make way for the king. Rogers on the move. End zone for Adams. See you later. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Football Capital Podcast. I am your host, Austin Dugas. Once again, returning with me is the wonderful Noah Vass. Um, How you doing, everybody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to another episode. It's great to be here with y'all. Always a pleasure. Um, but but we do have some beef with y'all right now. Got a little <laughs> bit of beef. Started to do a little, little searching into our engagement with our audience and our analytics and come to find out 80% of the people watching our YouTube channel are not subscribed. Come on guys. Are you one second? (laughs) One second, drop click right down there. Yeah. Before, before we even get into this, drop us up, bro. If you would love football, if you enjoy our content and enjoy listening to us, drop a freaking subscription. You won't regret it. That threw me off when I saw that number. I was kind of mad. All of our impressions, our engagement, everything has been up over the past month, and we really appreciate it. Everything but subs. We want to hit a goal of 100 by the end of the summer. We want 100 subs by the end of the summer. I don't think that's too hard to ask for. I don't think that's too much to ask for, especially when 80% of the people watching and considering our views are up. 80% 80% means it's a decent amount. That's right. You know, go, go ahead. We'll, we'll give you a second. Hold on. We'll wait. Yep. Okay. Now that you're subbed yep. into the episode, uh, we got a good one today. Um, finally going to wrap up this series that we've been doing for a while, um, which is good. So now we can move on to other things going forward. Um, and to start us off with the news around the yep. league, we have free agent cornerback Richard Sherman today getting released by the King County Correctional Facility. Uh, but although he was released, he will now be on trial Friday at 830 in the morning, uh, facing four misdemeanor charges. For those of y'all that don't know what happened, um, he was arrested near Seattle for resisting arrest malicious mischief, and burglary, domestic violence. Um, Reports say that he was outside of a family member's home trying to break in late in the night. Uh, That's why the cops were called. Um, They showed up to the scene, and everything unfolded the way it did. Um, The next day, though, another report came out saying that there was a DUI hit-and-run incident in a closed construction zone. Turns out that was also Sherman. Um, So... I don't know what's going on with him. Don't want to assume anything. Um, I don't want to say anything, make any bad negative comments, but um, I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that he got released. And the reason he was released, the judge pointed to his um, work in the community with uh, charities and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, 
I want to hear Noah's thoughts on this because this it's kind of surprised me that he kind of got off very this easily. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sherman's been in trouble with the law before prior to this incident. Um, I believe so. But when I read it and saw that he was denied bail, I knew that, you know, it was, it was serious, whatever was going on, and obviously burglary and, you know, domestic abuse and stuff like that. No big, uh, it's a um, controversial topic to get into, but, but yeah, Richard Sherman, all pro corner. I mean, I know he's a free agent, but I just you wonder why some of these players do the things they do. And it's uh, um, like Austin said, you know, it's, 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 it's just it's crazy to think about because, you know, you have you have everything you could ever want. And then you throw it away and stuff like that. And who knows? I don't exactly what, you know, was going through his system or, you know, if he was on anything, if he was intoxicated, whatever. But, you know, if he had a reason for it, then, you know, it is concerning. But, you know, it's a bad look for him. So hopefully he gets the help. And uh, so, you know. Well, considering he's a free agent now, um, he's obviously been talking with teams, hadn't made a decision yet. So I'm wondering if teams will pull away a little bit and move on. I'm interested to see how that works and where he ends up, if he ends up somewhere at this point. Um, I don't think the odds are high. (laughs) Maybe towards – yeah, I was going to say maybe towards the middle of the season, kind of like somewhere around there, maybe somebody will pick him up. But right now, I I don't think – I don't even think he's going to be that long. I'm sure he'll get signed before the season starts. You um, think I, so? my, my money is on before the season. I'm sure someone will be like, we need some depth. We need some help. I know the Saints were looking into them, and they need some help in the corner in the secondary. Yeah. So, someone desperate will go get them is my thought process. Yeah, I mean, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Depending um, on how the trial goes and stuff like that. But, you know. Yeah, so to be determined on uh, the results on that. Um, next story. Tom Brady apparently played all of this past season with the Bucs with a torn MCL, torn MCL sustained in his last year with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, caught me off guard. Didn't I mean, I don't think any, I think it caught most people off guard. I don't, I don't know how many, you know, how many people knew this, if not maybe his wife. They're a close. Few, a few doctors, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he waited until after the Super Bowl to get surgery. Uh, obviously, that was successful. And considering the fact that he just won the Super Bowl with a torn MCL, pisses me off more. He's <laughs> just naughty, bro. I mean, I feel like you know, people don't notice it. You probably wouldn't notice it as much, and it obviously didn't affect his play so much because he is such a pocket quarterback. You know, he just sits in the pocket. He's not really mobile, obviously. Never has been, but um, but yeah. When I read that too, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I was like, "That is crazy!" A torn, like not even like a, you know, a partial tear, or strained, full-on torn MCL, like the other, the opposite side of your ACL. Like that is crazy. <laughs> to think I'm not about. gonna lie either. Like if I was him, I would have been freaked out the whole year because it's already yeah. one bad sack. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's toast. I mean, good on him, honestly. Like, as much as I don't like him, I respect him. 
um, for his passion and dedication to the game and his success is undeniable. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just adds to the resume of him being the GOAT. So, yeah. Well, now that he got the surgery and he's coming back, watch him be Lamar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's start they put some new, yeah, they put some new kind of experimental ligament in his knees. He doesn't feel pain anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> but stop. 43 years old. Stop. Hope he'll be years old. 20 years then. Mm, I can't believe he's still playing. But Honestly, I'm happy I, for thought, him. I thought he was done. Love that man. I thought he was done after the Patriots, honestly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, when we had that down, not even a down, we still made the playoffs, but his last season in New England, I thought for sure, like, the talks of him leaving, I thought he was just going to retire a Patriot, but nope. Went down to nice, sunny Tampa, got Gronk down there, and they won a Super Bowl the first year down there. I mean, that's just the kind of culture he brings. So, you know, but, yeah, crazy news. That was crazy. Um I was kind of at work when I got the news or when I saw the news, so I couldn't really, like, read into it. But just kind of seeing the headline just <laughs> caught me off guard. Um, and our final news story before getting into the predictions, um, Dwayne Haskins didn't do anything wrong, but his wife is getting uh, charged with domestic abuse towards Dwayne. Um, the new – Pittsburgh Steelers backup quarterback, former Washington football team quarterback. Um, I'm pretty sure – I don't remember the exact number. Three years maybe might be what she's getting. Um, so nothing major happening. I mean, obviously it's major what's going on in his life, but nothing that really affects him on the field. Um, maybe his mentality, maybe yeah, – Physically know. anyway. Yeah, go, I mean, going forward – I don't know. I don't know the details of what domestic abuse, like what was going on behind the scenes, but um, you know, I think that's crazy to hear about. <laughs> Normally, you don't hear it going in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, normally it's Ray Rice in the elevator popping the girl. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, obviously it goes both ways, and to hear about it in any direction, it's it sucks to hear about. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's doing good. I know it's probably a crazy situation to be in. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, yeah like like Noah said, you never want to hear it going in any direction. Yeah, it's, it's so like uncommon. But at the same time, I don't even want to say it's uncommon. I'm sure it's just not talked about as much. Exactly, it's just not talked about enough. People don't want to come out and you know say anything but uh yeah uh hopefully you know he plays well at uh in pittsburgh and you know fights for a roster spot and who knows with big ben his health you know he's a great quarterback but um so hopefully he finds his groove with the steelers in case he has to step up which a lot of pittsburgh backups have had to do over the past couple of years yeah i mean i know ben's talks fairly highly about him and um you know, when they've been working out together. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, him going to the Steelers was a good culture change for him. Exactly. Can get him focused because in Washington, I mean. It was just rough. Was yeah, just... I mean, he just wasn't, you know, focused, honestly. Like, I remember the game that they won two seasons ago, maybe, where he scored a touchdown with only a few seconds left. And before even coming back on the field to take the knee, he was on, the, like, the stands taking pictures with the fans or whatever. 
Yeah, um, I mean that's just that just goes with you know being a rookie and you know getting excited yeah, and sure. stuff. I'm sure, but yeah. So I'm sure he's grown, but he's got to have experience, obviously, to be successful in the in that league in this league. So yeah, so hopefully finds a group with Sealy. And Ben is a good quarterback to learn from the plenty yeah. of success he's had. So um, exactly. I think he's in a good position going forward. Uh, now that we got the news out of the way, the point is video, of course, predictions. Uh, Noah's predictions, my predictions. How is the NFC South, the final division in our uh, little series we've been doing that we hadn't gotten to yet? In my opinion, I think it's pretty clear cut. I think yeah. it's pretty straightforward. Uh, this might be another video where Noah and I agree four for four. Most um, likely. So we'll see. With that in mind, uh, starting out for the predictions, your Super Bowl champion Bucks are going to win the division. Um, there's no way they're not. The only way I see them losing is if Tom Brady – get some season-ending injury, and Blaine Gabbert has to play or uh, Kyle Trask has to play. Like One of the two backups has to play. Um, they returned all of their free agents with no problem. They added um, – they, they drafted well, too. They did draft well, and they added a running back. I can't remember which one. But yeah, they I forget added, his name. It's they added hard to pronounce. Back. Who's going to get it? I mean – this team is just built for success. Bruce Arians is your coach. Tom Brady is your quarterback. He has shown no signs of slowing down, obviously. Just won a Super Bowl and torn MCL. Um, so, for me, and I don't even think this is a bold take, their ceiling is 14-3. and three. Yeah, I, think that's, I, think that's very, I think that's very fair, considering oh, yeah. the season they just had and the way that they ended it. And I, I knew going into last season they were going to struggle to build chemistry. But once they got it, I mean, it was – would they lose, like, one game in the back half? Yeah, I mean, geez. So – I just remember that Chiefs game. That yeah, somebody. I mean, they lost that – That's like keep... They lost that Chiefs game. That, that was it. I, I know they lost yeah. to the Bears. They lost to the Bears. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't know it was, like, fourth down. But I don't even remember when, what part of the season that was. Uh, I think I was, like, midway, kind of closer to the mid-beginning, somewhere around there. I think it was closer to there. But, I mean, they lost both games to the Saints last year, got blown out in the second one at home, but then yeah. beat the Saints in the Superdome in the playoffs. playoffs now, so. now, how will it defend the Saints? Drew Brees had, like, four injuries that game that he was playing with. <laughs> he kept it close until the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, just um, ran out of gas. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. And just the injuries caught up with him. Uh, yeah. For toss-up games, I got the Saints – only because that roster is still pretty good, although it won't be the same. It's still a fairly good roster. The Bucs are clearly the favorite, though. Um, the Bills will be a good uh, toss-up game for them. I think yep. the Colts, if they can figure their stuff out fairly early, because mm-hmm. we play the Bucs later um, in the season, if we can figure it out pretty early, I think we'll be a competitor, especially because it's at home for the Colts. And then the Rams will be a toss-up game. And their floor, I think, is 12 and five, but I was on the fence of doing 12 and five versus 13 and four. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's uh, pretty much what I had. I had them going 13 and four. I think they're going to lose at least one more game just because um, their their schedule, I could see them 
losing at least one more or two more. I can I even put the, I put their floor the same way. I put I had them at twelve and five. I had their ceiling at uh, fourteen and three as well. So I just kind of put them in the middle of thirteen or four. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean the Bucks—they're the same exact team as last year. I don't think many teams can say that <laughs> ever. Like just copy paste the same team that you won the Super Bowl with. Usually people leave, but since I think a big part of that is because Brady's there, keeping everybody there because they know that he can win. So um, if you're a Bucks fan, you know I don't think you have much to worry about this season, unless um, you know everything just goes the wrong way for the Bucks, but you know I doubt it they got such a complete team it's gonna be hard to stop them but yeah they're definitely gonna lose a few games I believe but I'm, I'm looking forward interested. to it I can't wait to see when Brady does retire and whoever replaces him on the Bucks if the mm-hmm. Bucks continue their you know dominate. but who knows when that may be <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly Brady's gonna play another 25 years apparently but I mean when he does eventually retire what this team will look like. Will it go back to being like a middle of the pack team that kind of looks like they'll fight every year, but then just miss it? Like, yeah, I think that's an interesting story going forward. Whenever the time comes that Brady hangs up the cleats. But yeah, they um, got a good mixture of guys though. They got a, a lot of veterans and they also got a lot of young guys up and coming guys. So they have a good, they're team. in good hands. They're no, in good hands. They definitely have a good team going forward. Yeah. Um, with that, with them being first, I think the second team, the team that will be in second that will be fighting for a wild card spot will be the New Orleans Saints. Um, my ceiling for them is the Bucks floor. That'd be twelve and five. Uh, like I said, I think this roster is still fairly good. They got a good defense. They play real well at home. Um, I think their that's their strength is their defense, like especially their front seven. Their corners can be kind of lackadaisical, and their safeties can be kind of lackadaisical sometimes but um their weakness would include um receiving core i think is definitely slacking behind michael thomas ted ginn is not there anymore he wasn't there last year but he's not there anymore and emmanuel sanders is no longer there so i think i definitely think that wide receiver core is slacking um they don't know who their quarterback is yet if i had to bet i would bet Jameis winston I think that is the yeah. smarter move going forward. Taysom Hill is not the not the answer going forward as much as we love Taysom Hill for his yeah. literally Swiss Army knife abilities. He's yeah. not the quarterback going forward, plain and simple. Um, there's videos that have come out of Jameis practicing looking real good, being real accurate, getting making tough throws. Um, so maybe Jameis can come in and have some success going forward. He's still fairly young. Uh, if he it was a one year contract he resigned, so if he has a good year, maybe can lead him to the playoffs, or maybe if they just miss it, I could see an an, an extension going forward. Um, their toss up games for me include the Packers because that's Week One. Yeah. Rogers. Hopefully. <laughs> um, I didn't put this in the news, but apparently Schefter came out and said Rogers like it, like it's it's official. He wants out. Like he's done. Oh, uh, yeah, I was wondering. He said he was going to say something about in the latter half of last week. I never heard anything come out. He said that it has nothing to do with, like, money or anything. He just wants out. Yeah, he just wants out. So, um, toss-up game for now. I think the Washington football team will be a toss-up game. 
I think Seattle will be a toss-up game. I think they'll compete with the Bucks at least once. Yeah, I think they'll split. The Titans will be a toss-up game, and I think the Bills could be a toss-up game if Jameis um, produces. But with a lot of praise and optimism in that first half, their floor, on the other hand, is a 9-7. and seven. This is with Jameis not being what he's doing, that lackadaisical receiving cord catching up to them. Um, yeah. and stuff. They still have a pretty decent O-line, though, so. They have a good old – yeah, they have a good O-line, but, I mean – I mean, yeah, I that can I think, only go go and get you too far so far. Yeah. Uh yeah. I had the Saints as number two, so we're rocking two and two right now. Um, a little bit better than last time. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the Saints. I think they're the next best team. Uh, and um, yeah, Drew Brees gone. It's gonna be a different a different way of play, I think. Winston, obviously, like Austin said, I believe he's also going to be the starting quarterback come week one. This man, uh, Heisman Trophy winner and, you know, first round pick, um, first overall pick. And he also led the league in touchdowns one year, but also in interceptions. So, <laughs> but he can throw the ball. And I think, um, I think he's just, he's a good quarterback. I just think, he was on the Bucks. He just had too much, like, pride in himself. And, you know, he's trying to do too much. I think if he just plays his game and, you know, goes back to the fundamentals, he sat beside Breeze for a year. I think he's going to be good. Um, my ceiling for them, I have them as 12 and 5. And then my floor for them, I have uh, 9 and 8. So, Ooh. odds are, yeah, 9 and 8. I think, you know, depending on how well the quarterback play is and, you know, defense can always only do so much. Um, but that's the floor. I think they're most likely going to be sitting in that 11 and 6, maybe 10 and 7, kind of in that area, most likely. Um, but, yeah, for the Saints, other than that, yeah, I mean, they're still a solid team, like Austin was saying. Um, just matters how the quarterback plays and how the receivers are going to turn out. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, Sean Payton's still their coach, and – I think yeah. people tend to forget that Jameis did throw 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in one season. I mean, yes, he threw 30 interceptions. I understand that, which is a huge problem. But at the same time, if he can find a way to limit those and get better after learning, you know, with Drew Brees and sitting behind him and with Peyton and everything, if he can, if he can narrow that to at least 15, 16 or less, then I think he's yep. in a real solid position. And I think that team is in a decently solid position going forward. Yeah, this um, is that offense that is kind of sketchy. Yeah, I think the offense might hold them back. These receivers. I mean, they got good tight ends. I, mean, I, just... I think a hot take here, this, this could be a really hot take. Um, but Camara, they have to do something better at the running back room. Like, because don't get me wrong, Camara is an, a unit – as a receiving back, yeah. he can yeah. not run the ball, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, that is a very hot take. He, I think he, a lot of people disagree with you, but I'm not saying that like when he okay, when he like is a receiving back, he catches check downs and screens and stuff, he can obviously do yeah. great things with the ball. 
But if right. you were to go in pistol or if you were to go under center and tell him to run north-south to try to get up the field, he's not great at it. He's not as productive, I agree. I so, think, you know, that's why they brought in a guy like Latavius Murray, a little bit bigger, a little bit more of a goal line guy. Don't get me wrong. I like Latavius Murray, but I still think they need to upgrade a little bit for oh, a backup yeah. to be a little more north-south and get the production that way instead of just being yeah. simply a receiving back going forward. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a, like, you know, a big guy like Derrick Henry, Latavius Murray, like big running backs, like tall, big running backs. Like, shoot. Uh, you know, just for example, Damian Harris on the New England Patriots. I know not a whole lot of people really know his name, but I think this season you're going to see a lot of him. And he's our power back. Like he is, a, he's a small guy, but he will run through, you know, running between the tackles and, you know, he's hard to take down. So, but yeah, I think I agree with you. The Saints do need to find a little bit of a kind of like a bulldozer type running back to go along with Kamara because they got a great one uh, in Kamara anyway, even though he can kind of do both things. Uh, you know, a solid, you know, power back is always good to have. Yeah, I don't want people to hear me say that and then be like, oh, he thinks Kamara sucks. No, no, no. that's not no. what I said. He's a great running back. He's an elite running back. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's an, he's an elite receiving back. Yeah. Running back, I think, could be better. That's – yeah. But technically, that's his position, so you have to call him that. Uh, banking off the Saints the second – I had a very hard time distinguishing three and four. It took me a few minutes to sit down and personally like, okay. Because obviously we're doing ceiling. So this is, I think, the the, complete best both teams can do. Yeah. With that in mind, I think the complete best that the third team can do is the Carolina Panthers going 10 and seven. Um, With the addition of Sam Darnold. Um. People have said he looks really good and tra- uh, at voluntary training camps that they had and workouts that they've done. Matt Rule is a good coach, although he's a defensive-minded coach. He's still a good coach. Joe Brady, being that offensive coordinator, having that success in New Orleans, then going down to LSU and completely transforming that LSU offense, coming back to the Panthers. Yeah. Um, I think Sam Darnold is um, a little hated too much. Uh, don't get me wrong. I didn't want him coming to the Colts because I didn't want us to have a project as a quarterback. Yeah. yeah we, I do think we have a roster that has the potential to win now. Um, yeah. So I didn't want to take the risk with the project. But I did always say to people that Sam Darnold on the right team can have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. They have a great receiving core with yeah. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore at the helm. They drafted Terrence Marshall Jr., they have CMC in the backfield. Did, did Anderson leave? I can't. Anderson, he's still there. He's still there. Okay, I just want to make sure. So with Anderson and DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall and CMC as your weapons, that's a great Houston, weapon. solid offense. Much yeah. better, much better than any weapons he's had in New York. Oh, for sure. <laughs> his, best, his best weapon was I think he had Robbie Anderson at one point. One so point in rookie year. That'll be a nice little reunion. But besides Robbie Anderson, his best weapon was what? Jamison Crowder. Yeah, Jameson Crowder, like and it wasn't even Perriman. it wasn't even it wasn't even Pete Crowder. Pete Crowder was on the Redskins. Redskins, so, yeah. Um he wasn't working with too much and the coaching there was terrible. So he's upgrading almost everything. Um what's gonna hurt this team is their defense. Um they yeah. are on the lower end of things. That's what's gonna hold them back. 
Uh, yeah. Also, games for me include the Falcons, Giants, Patriots, Cardinals, and Dolphins. And for yeah. me, their floor is the complete opposite, seven and ten. I think they are good enough to win at least seven games. Yeah. Yeah. I um I had the Panthers as number three too. This is a team that I really like. I really like the Panthers. I think um I don't know uh, what what it is about them. I just think they're a good young team. I'm excited to see CMC back. Um, Sam Darnold coming in at quarterback. You know, watching him literally say that he was seeing ghosts against New England in one game. I mean, that gives you some kind of worry. But I think he is a good quarterback. He can play. It just depends on how well he can, you know, transmit those skills into a new team, which might be the best thing for him, probably. Like everybody that goes to the Jets quarterback-wise past 10 years has had nothing but failure. So, um, yeah, I'm wishing Sam Darnold the best. I think, you know, uh, I had them going uh, the ceiling. I had them going nine and eight, a little bit less. Um, and their floor had six and 11. So, like, one game less each from what you had but um i could see them winning 10 games but i don't see them winning any more than that i think uh, i don't see them losing any more than six games i think they're going to be sitting around that nine to seven win range but yeah i'm looking forward to uh, the defense is a good question uh they drafted jc horn heard good things about him so far just watched the video with him and jalen ramsey working out and uh yeah just looking forward to seeing how they play. I like that team. If I had to pick a number two team, I think it'd be the Panthers. So I drew four. Um, so yeah. See, that's the thing about Sam Donald. Yeah, his bad moments have been bad, but he has shown flashes where yeah. he can make some pretty incredible plays. Right. He can, he can make some throws or like that one video. I don't remember who they were playing, but he was rolling out mind jaw. He's right-handed for y'all that don't know. He's rolling to the left out of the pocket, and he looks down the field, and he, like, almost – he Patrick Mahomes sidearms it about 30 yards on mm-hmm. a dime, like, perfectly. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got crazy potential. He's just been held back by poor management, coaching, and – The Jets. You know, yes, the Jets as a yeah. unit. Yeah. So, um, so, this is uh, probably the best thing that could happen for him, so – well, I think the best thing that could happen for him is going to a Super Bowl contending team. But yeah, but at least he's going to start on this team. Like if he was on like a Super Bowl contending team, there would most likely have been a quarterback already in place. But but there's no saying there's no saying that the Panthers can't grab a playoff spot and be competitive this year. I think you know stuff happens. Like we always say, stuff happens all the time, and you know these numbers could be mixed around, flip flopped all the time. But yeah. Looking forward to it. And that's the thing. We can we can sit here and think our predictions all day long. You never know what's gonna happen. We could we could have this we can genuinely think our predictions are genius. And then week mm-hmm. one, Tom Brady tears his ACL out exactly. for the season. Everything changes. Nobody expects it. Yeah. So um, you know, we're just a bunch of dumb college kids that think we know football. <laughs> um, but we're giving our best educated guesses with the information that we have and we do. You know, we do take it pretty seriously, I think. So. Oh, yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> so, with those three teams uh, coming in in the first three, obviously that leaves the Falcons uh, last. ATO. Um, yep. And I don't know what there is to say about the Falcons at this point. I think the reason I was considering them at third was because I know Matty Ice can produce still, and I know he can put up big numbers yep. still. 
Um, I mean, a lot of the Atlanta games last year were close. Like they, they were high scoring too. High scoring, like really flashy games, fun to watch. But they just always seem to lose every single one of them. And it just was like, God, that, yeah, I'll let you carry on. But, yeah, they're a good team with bad luck last year, I think. Well, they're good. I think they're a good offensive team to an extent. Mm, I think yeah. defensively they're abysmal. It's a different story. Oh, yeah. Completely abysmal. Um, defense so bad that if you had to rely on them to win a game, you couldn't. Clearly. He'd rather pick the Cardinals defense over Atlanta, let's face it. Sadly, I'm going to have to agree with Noah. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, <laughs> um, so for their ceiling, I have them going eight and nine. They're going to win games. Um, that's just Matty Ice's MVP experience. Uh, Calvin Ridley being their receiver one. He is a star. He is a future, yep. uh, I'd say, league leader in receiving yards i think he's gonna have a huge year in my opinion i think buy some stock in calvin ridley for fantasy big time yeah if he Uh, drops definitely buy some stock in ridley uh going forward because he's the true wide receiver one now with him you got russell gage um also fast guy yeah yeah kyle pitts um so they're great it's a good it's okay not great it's a good receiving core but a hundred Calvin Ridley is the dude now, now that Julio yeah. is gone. Um, and they got Mike Tolbert at running back. And Mike, you mean Mike Davis? I mean. From the Panthers? Is it Mike Davis or Tolbert? I thought it was Tolbert. No, it's Mike Davis. No? Mike Davis. Mike Davis, he, okay. He was the backup for the Panthers last year. That one CMC got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One that was, like, putting up crazy numbers, too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you might want to buy some stock into yeah. Mike Davis, too, when, like, a flex running back. Um, yeah. So their toss-up games for me would include Panthers, Giants, Dolphins, Patriots. Um, I think the Patriots only because I don't know what their offense is going to be this year. I definitely think Atlanta right now, with the information given, can outscore the Patriots. Um, but if the Patriots' offense turns out to be pretty decent, I don't think the Falcons' defense can stop them. Um, their floor for me is 5-12. and 12. Um, I don't see them losing less than five. I'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, I think it's offense potential, defense abysmal. Yeah, that's a good kind way of, of putting kind of, it. Kind of, kind, of, kind of the same story with the Panthers. Yeah, but I think the Panthers have a little bit more upside on defense than the, oh, yeah. than the Falcons. Yeah, do. they definitely have more upside. Um, yep. So for me, last place in the division is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, like Austin said, offense is going to be good um, in the next couple of years uh, for sure. Um, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, that's still at the helm. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. He didn't have a great year last year. Um, he, had but, about, well, he had about 4,000 yards, somewhere around that ballpark, but he only threw like 26 touchdowns. And he had around 11 to 12 interceptions, I think. Okay. Yeah, I knew he didn't have, like, a stellar year. But that's still decent. (laughs) That's obviously, like, right – I mean, he's not going to lose his job. But, um, yeah, the offense is going to be decent. I think they're going to be, like, last year, in some, like, really tight games. And 
I mean, hopefully they can get their defense together. I don't even know. Did they grab anybody in free agency? I didn't really hear much about the Falcons at all in free agency. Yeah, I didn't hear much either. Um, so I don't know what their defense is looking at right now, but hopefully they can get it together um, and at least be competitive, win those tight games instead of losing them, obviously. Um, for me, uh, the ceiling, I have them going 9-8. and eight, And their floor, I have them – going uh i have them going five and 12 like austin said um if they lose less than i mean more than if they lose less more than five games um you know something's not clicking like yeah you, know, you know it might not just be the players it could be something with like coaches and other stuff like that um so i have them probably gonna i, I imagine they're gonna be sitting around that eight and nine seven and ten kind of range maybe six and 11 I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year I just don't think they got the defense for it they're not that well-rounded it's like kind of like the Panthers are kind of more one-sided and their better half is offense but maybe if they can keep scoring like they did um if they can keep scoring uh like they did last year then you know maybe they can win some tight games and squeeze and be competitive uh but yeah and they also have Julio gone obviously but I mean Last year, I mean, he's still productive, so I don't know how much they'll miss him, though, with that young receiving core and then adding Kyle Pitts, who is so well-received <laughs> so far. And, I mean, people are saying that he's going to be the next – he's the greatest tight end since Gronk. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. His, but, his potential is definitely, like, crazy. Yeah. I mean – the way that the, his athletic ability that he showed at Florida, being able to run routes, beat corners and safeties, get open. I mean, the dude is a freak. Will it translate to the NFL to be determined? But if it does, wow. I mean, watching Kyle Pitts is a lot of fun. And maybe the Falcons, maybe the Falcons can even get like, I mean, obviously Tony Gonzalez is a totally different type of tight end. The Kyle Pitts, but maybe they can get their next best tight end there because they haven't had really um stable tight end play in a long time. I don't think. Um, who they have? They had Austin Hooper for a while. Who was all right? Austin Hooper. Uh, Do they have Hayden Hurst? He was he on there? They had Hayden. I think they they might still have him. Um, if they do, he's all right. He's not you know crazy. He's not going to kill you, but I mean, he's solid. He's efficient. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like, um, he's kind of like Jack Doyle. Yeah, Jack Doyle. Cool. I mean, he's not going to destroy a team, but he gets the job done. But yeah, he makes those clutch. He, ah, gosh, he just makes those clutch catches. Um, Jack so, Doyle. So, yeah, looking Jack forward Doyle to it, though. Those five-yard hitch routes. Yeah, I was going to say, those, those type of tight ends will kill you because always, they always make the first hand miss. They always end up getting that first down. But, yeah. Um, looking forward to this division. I think it's pretty clear cut, like I also said at the at the start. Um, but I'm really looking forward to see the Panthers play. I don't know why, but the Panthers are probably my second favorite team in the NFL right now. I just think they got a lot of potential. I like their receiving core for fantasy and stuff like that. So, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm very excited with seeing how a lot of these teams in this division specifically play. 
Yeah, um, I just think you know the all the whole NFL in general has changed so much team wise. Like, like there's so many new players coming in on different teams. It's just like, going to be a very exciting season, like it always is. But well, I don't even you know you, if you think this season's crazy, just wait till the salary cap gets normal again. And, yeah, and people can actually get deals going somewhere that are going to be massive. Like because this year a lot of one year deals were given. So yeah. after this season, with fans fully back in the stands and yada, yada, yada going forward and the salary cap being risen again because of revenue and all that stuff, what is the NFL going to look like next year when real big deals can yeah. be made? Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a lot of players have a lot to prove this year. So I think it's going to be a very competitive year in all, all the divisions. I think it's going to be competitive. Um Hopefully we won't have like an NFC East in any division because no, that's just not that fun yeah, to watch. No one, no one <laughs> wants to see that. I mean, if if we made a quick run through the divisions right now, just real quick, mm-hmm. the NFC West shouldn't do it. The NFC North shouldn't do it. Maybe there's a team that does it in the division, but it won't. It shouldn't be. The yeah, but team. it won't be like yeah. I mean, even the NFC East right. this year, like there's no reason that they should struggle and fail the way they did last year with that coming back with Washington catching fire, not fire. I don't want to say that because they still only won like six or seven games, but. But they have a lot of potential coming up. The potential they have and the potential the Giants have, like, I don't want to see that division win a grand total of like 25 games again this year. Yeah. (laughs) That's frustrating. ASC too. I think the ASC is going to be competitive as well the AFC's always I feel like been more competitive than the NFC I think the AFC well it's no I think the NFC is a little more competitive in the past decade or two because Tom Brady has been in the AFC for so long and for the longest time yeah. it was the Patriots every year yeah. making it yeah that's true that's you, true and then you would just have some unfortunate contender that tried <laughs> like such as the Colts with Peyton Manning the Colts the with Andrew Luck one time uh, yeah. the Broncos with Peyton Manning. Broncos. Joe Flacco was a Joe freaking Flacco was able to do it. Yeah. But every time you saw it happen, the Patriots were that team on the other end. Yeah. So I would definitely say that it was more competitive on the NFC side yeah. because it was more yeah. like genuinely who's going to make it instead of the AFC, which is like, okay, every who's against the Patriots. <laughs> literally, like, I think every year in the playoffs for the AFC. If you weren't a Patriots fan and your team, yeah. even, whether your team was in the playoffs or not, you were rooting for whoever was playing the Patriots. Yeah, as a Patriots fan, I can attest to this. Every game I used to watch with my friends, oh my god, it would be just me as the sole Patriot fan. And, and uh, but yeah, I was always smiling at the end of the day most of the time. So, <laughs> but you know, now it's different, and uh, I'm hoping we can get back to the playoffs this year. If we're going personal teams for a second. I'm uh, I'm excited to see. It. I'm just excited for football to be back. I'm so amped for that, man. Let's, let's give it a let's give it an old look. See, let's see that that Hall of Fame game is the fifth of August. So we are sitting twenty days from football, baby. Football. Who plays that? Who plays in the Hall of Fame game? Oh shoot. Uh, you know, it's kind of like even like a toned down version of like. A don't quote me on this, but I want to say. It's the Steelers and Bengals. Steelers, Bengals. Okay. I th- I think I don't know. Let me go a quick quick little look real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nope, I'm sorry. Cowboys and Steelers. So at least I got one of the two teams. Cowboys, Steelers. So, like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, it's just a Hall of Fame game. I don't care if it's freaking seven yeah. on seven with NFL players. I, don't <laughs> even, I, will, I will pay to watch at this point. Yeah, it's just fun. It, God, it's just, you just look forward to it every people, time. People that, then, have, people that don't like sports like to joke on people for loving sports so much, but there's such a camaraderie and mm-hmm. bond, and it just it, – it's hard to explain unless you experience it. Like, yeah, there there's nothing like sitting around with some friends on the weekend watching football. Watching Red Zone. Yeah, like all day. Yeah, it's just better. You just plop down, order some food or something. Oh my god, check your and you got fantasy going on. It's the best time of the year. The weather is just that perfect. Oh, at least in Virginia, the weather's Virginia is my favorite fall season. Just fall has has everything going for it, bro. Like sixty five degrees, football, freaking. Oh my. God, I love the fall. Yeah, it's just, I know, I'm just looking forward, looking forward to it so much. There's so much anticipation with this season. I mean, uh, so yeah, Will and I are about a month and a quarter somewhat away from being back at school. Um, I don't want to say a month and a half. It kind of is a month and a half, though. Uh, about six I'm, weeks. Yeah, I moved back into school on the 29th. Uh, hopefully, unfortunately, Noah's a commuter this year, but he's going to be on campus literally. I'm going to be on campus literally all day. So all, all day. I mean, so he'll be around, and that won't be an issue. Um, yeah. So, oh, man, so excited to get back and get ready with esports, which esports you know, coming up. Noah and I probably going to hop on and practice again tonight because last night we ran it. For he sure, got, he got that tail whooped. Okay, uh-huh. but hey, it was you won two out of three games, so you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. But well, uh, yeah, do we want to talk about the second game real quick? No, nah, we don't have to go into it. So, but hopefully, y'all y'all hanging with us. I know once school starts, it might get a little hectic, but we're still going to be pumping out uploads. Uh, we're still going to find time to do it. So even in the future, y'all can look forward to that. Um, Not only this, but we've like I said, like we've said in the last video where we were together, joining that dorm room sports company. Uh, we're going to get started on that this weekend. Yep. And we will share information with y'all on how we can, how y'all can follow us there, follow the company. Um, not all, It's not limited to just football. Me and Noah are going to, you know, take over the football side of things, but there's baseball, there's hockey, all the sports you want. They got it. It's, you know, everything y'all could ask for. It's, we're excited to join them. We're looking forward to it. It's a great opportunity for us to join, uh, to grow our fan base, uh, to potentially help grow their fan base. And we, we couldn't be more ecstatic for the opportunity. Yeah. So, Brian, if you happen to be watching this, thank you once again. We really do appreciate it. And we are not going to let you down. No, no, it'll be good. Pumping out good content for uh, both sides. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to it. Very and we enjoy fun. what we're doing. So, you know, it's we not going to get stale. It gives us a couple, you know, could be 30 minutes, could be 20 minutes, could be an hour, just talking about football every night. Yeah. yeah. Something, it's what we love doing. So, yeah. We want to say – also in the future – oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. You got to go. <laughs> I was just going to tell him about in the future, you know, we're going to – we got some bigger plans coming up, hopefully getting a, you know, a setup in your dorm room or something going on. 
with a you know higher quality camera than just the zoom and stuff and maybe even dabble in some editing so i think a good idea going forward is how much we love fantasy football and talk about it when we go and do our draft together hopefully at mike's lake house we'll take a camera and set that up and we'll live stream us doing our draft which will be a lot of fun i think that'll be be, be a lot of fun so yeah y'all tune in for that stay out for that put on push notifications and make sure y'all subscribe because 80 percent of y'all that are watching are not subscribed it takes two seconds just click click and then we're golden and then y'all can enjoy it and then we appreciate it you you take these fingers right here and you just look how easy that is just hit that and forget about it and then all you got all you got to do is enjoy the rest of the time we'll take care of it from there you enjoy noah if you enjoy mike if you enjoy doug if you enjoy this beautiful thing here (laughs) it's not that hard yeah we're gonna be posting a lot more uh good content so just watch out and uh we appreciate it and now that this series is over it's time to look forward to what comes next yeah we we got plans we couldn't be more excited So once again, thank y'all for watching this episode. Thank y'all for watching every episode. Y'all are the best. We love y'all. And we will be back again real shortly.